Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of A1 Sports Politics with your homeboy. Yeah, yeah, what's up, man? I'm happy, I'm happy, man. I'm, I'm, I'm turned up this show because it's a lot going on, man. We got the Super Bowl two days away. We had some crazy trades, of a huge trade that happened yesterday. My Lakers looking boo-boo. You know, we didn't make no moves. You know what I'm saying? And we had the, you know, the, the NFL... Had the awards last night. They, you know, they 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 put, they did what they were supposed to do. They gave. I feel like every person that that got an award deserved it. You know. And right now I'm going live on Facebook right now. Shout out to my mama. What's up, mama? Too bad we ain't talking about them cowgirls in that Super Bowl. You know they ain't gonna ever get there. I love you, mama. You know. But yeah, you know. So it's a lot to talk about today, and I need y'all to stay tuned and. Feel free to always, always, and right now, if you're not following A1 Sports Politics on Twitter, go follow A1 Sports Politics on Twitter. If you're not following A1 Sports Politics on IG, go follow A1 Sports Politics on IG. And A1 Sports Politics on IG got a new special coming out next week. I hope y'all stay tuned. It's going to be very interesting. Um, you know, former and current athletes, I'll be interviewing them on my new special called Talent Isn't Enough. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to be great. With my auntie in here. Man, that's why I love Facebook, man. Ain't nothing like Facebook because, you you know, yo, you, you, the support is here, man. If it wasn't for Facebook, I won't be doing this right now. I won't be making these podcasts and stuff like this. You feel me? But if you don't be able to, um, you know, go on to Facebook, I, I got the link right here for the podcast. If you want to move, if you're driving, cleaning up, whatever, you know, it's going to flow. You know, but today's show is going to be very interesting, like I said. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about my Lakers being boo-boo right now, being trash. We're going to talk about the trade deadline that happened yesterday. So I need y'all to stay tuned for A1 Sports Politics, and we'll be right back. Hey, woo! Yo, man, yo. So, like I said, man, I feel like the biggest trade happened yesterday. That we done seen in a long time. A long time. A long time. And I'm not even surprised that the trade happened. The biggest trade of all, James Harden and Paul Millsap got sent to Philly for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two former two future first round draft picks. Mm. Now, this is a trade we seen coming from miles away. This is a trade that helped both organizations, Philly and Brooklyn. This is a trade that really like the Nets won, like straight up. Let me just let me just say that the Nets won this trade, like by far, if you ask me. Even you know, outside of the two stars, Ben Simmons and James Harden, I feel like it, it was a I understand that James Harden, he's older, but he do have an MVP. But the swap, I feel like it was even as far as that, and as far as benefiting those teams. But the Nets got what they needed, like straight up. They got exactly what they needed. They got solid vets um, that's still capable of doing some things in this league. And then they got two future first round draft picks. Like they, like they won this bet. Like they won straight up. They won this deal. And you know, but the Nets received like they received a, a real defender. They they haven't had one. You know, we was always talking about you know can they defend who they gonna guard who they gonna guard. They got a real defender now in Ben Simmons. He's an elite defender. Like we know that he might not can't shoot, but he can defend. You know he can, he can defend his ass off. Um, and then they also 
They got a big. They got a big man. Andre Drummond still has a lot in the tank. Like I, I feel like that's the part that everybody just overlooking. Andre Andre um, Drummond is a really good player. Like he can go to Brooklyn and start right now. I, I like Andre, but this dude can go and start right now for the Brooklyn Nets. They got another shot top. Shot top. Seth Curry, a, a really good three point shooter. And they got a point guard, like a point guard in Ben Simmons. I understand he's, he's he don't shoot the ball, but he's a floor general. Kyrie Irving is a scorer. James Harden was a scorer. That can, you know, he'll pass the ball when he have to, but they had a real point guard now. So they, they got a dude in Ben Simmons. I understand he haven't been there. We we don't know he getting. I, I don't think he's just sitting around not doing nothing though. You know what I'm saying? I I, I feel like he's working on his game some type of way. Oh, because he probably not shooting and stuff like that. He might come out and shoot. He might come out in the first game in Brooklyn and pull up. And then we're gonna be looking like, whoa, it's a really a problem. But he's young. And now Durant no longer have to guard the best player on the other team. He don't gotta do that no more. He do not have to do that no more. So it's like, okay, Durant, you're going to get your buckets. Ben Simmons is going to guard the best player on the other on the other team. Like, come on now. Kyrie Irving, uh, understand that he only part-time. He's a part-time player. But honestly, without Kyrie Irving, I feel like they can win. They can still win it all without Kyrie Irving. That's how I feel about this team. You know what I'm saying? They stack. You know, but then they still have Patty Mills. My bad to those. To those, I, I thought Patty Mills was in the trade. It, it, like, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, owning up to my, my mess up. I, that was a mess up. You feel me? That was a mistake. Patty Mills was not in the trade. It was just Paul Millsap, you know, going over to Philly with James Harden. That's my fault. But still, though, they still have them pieces. They got vets. They got youth. So this team is really like, come on now. The only thing that can stop this team from making the finals or winning the finals is Steve Nash as a head coach. Straight up. And Kyrie Irving being part-time, like I said, I feel like they can still win without Kyrie Irving. You know what I mean? But Steve Nash can't mess this up. Like, he can't mess this up. I understand that, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. He, he got some MVPs that he shouldn't have got. You know, I just got to throw that in there. But if he don't get this team to the finals, it, it all falls on him. Like, and he's the position that he was put in around all this talent, come on now, like, you got to make it happen. You got to make it happen. Like, come on, you got the keys. You're the head coach. He's a, yeah, and we sat up there and heard him, you know, James Harden isn't going nowhere. That's why I do not believe everything I hear. I can't. I can't. I got to see it. I have to see it. I've been, like, we seen this trade, you know, try to happen. They decline. Oh, oh, no, no, we good. We denied. Oh, no, 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 no. They went back and forth, but the trade was going to happen. I felt it. I, I seen the, the body language from James Harden in I ain't seen Ben Simmons at all. We ain't seen Ben Simmons at all. So we know he wanted out. You know what I'm saying? We know he wanted out. So it's like, okay, it's possible. But Steve Nash said up there, no, he, he wants to be here and all this. Bro, I do not believe none of that stuff. I'm going to just take things and run with it. I can't, I can't because it's a business. It's a business. And then, in, like, in any business, right, I don't care if you're working at McDonald's. You have a supervisor. And then there's some... You're somebody over that supervisor, right? You know, it, it's a manager. Then it's people over the manager. Like, it's always a higher power. You feel what I'm saying? No higher power than, you know, the most high. But I'm just talking about as far as in any type of, you know, um, occupation. You feel me? Any type of business. It's always a higher power. So for Steve Nash to come up there and tell us, you know, he don't want to, he's not going nowhere. He wants to be here. 
That's not what. Man, less than 48 hours after that, he, he was gone. He was gone. You know, he was on his way to Philly. You know what I'm saying? Going to get him a couple of Philly cheesesteaks. You know, you know, James Harden, he looked like he liked to eat. You know, he's going to get a couple of Philly cheesesteaks. I, I, I want to go to Philly and get me some cheesesteaks. You feel me? I don't eat steak, but I'm, I got to do it. Y'all see, I'm rocking. I'm rocking my Eagles sweater right now. You know, but anyway, Steve Nash have to really turn up as far as a coach. He got to get his stuff together. He got to be able to be ready and, and get a game plan together for this team. You know, with... with KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons. Like, let's not forget, okay, Ben Simmons, as far as, like, him acting like a, you know, I done heard it all. I done heard it all, you know. But immature. I mean, I'm, he's been acting immature. He's still being at, they at the Philly shoot-arounds, and he was at showing up for film sections and stuff like that, but he wasn't playing for the 76ers. We understand all that. He was out there getting married. I seen him at tennis games, all type of stuff. But... He's still one of the best players in the NBA. I don't care if he can't, if he don't shoot. At least he don't shoot. You feel what I'm saying? We got people talking about Russell Westbrook because he's shooting and he breaking. At least he just don't shoot. He's like, you know, I can respect both of them. Either or. Okay, I'm, whatever. But at least he don't shoot. He know himself. He know his game. And that's just for right now. We don't know what he's been doing on this offseason. But they had got a good piece. They got a good piece. Now, and for the 76ers. This like like they really got something great too. They got something good too because let's really think about it right now. You got MB that's playing at the MVP level. I feel like he's the MVP right now. I don't know disrespect to John Morant. He's going crazy. But MB for him to still be, you know, his whole first three years was injuries. He's been available. He's been killing. Ben Simmons, uh, like a, like Ben Simmons probably being a piece that he's been missing, but not so much because on the scoring end, and B, he done took the whole team and put it on his back. He's putting up 40s and 30s, and he's going crazy right now, and he, he he's in his prime. He's like, he's officially in his prime. You know, when you when you win the MVP, that's when you're in your prime. That's just what it is. He's going to get the MVP. He was he finished last season in, uh, in the MVP top candidates, but this dude is playing crazy. Then you got James Harden. James Harden, he didn't look the same in Brooklyn than he did in Houston. I feel like he he had a couple of good games, but y'all remember when James Harden the last month in Houston, he was just looking like he whatever. That's how he eventually looked when he got to Brooklyn. He never turned back to that other James Harden with the Mohawk. I don't know if he needs to go back and get his Mohawk or something, but he never looked like the James Harden, the ABP James Harden that we all seen in Houston. He never looked like that in Brooklyn. And them dudes only played 16 games together, bro. Like, come on now. So, you know, I feel like that was probably bothering them. But anyway, let's get back to what I'm saying. NB playing at a high level right now. James Harden, still capable. We seen, okay, he had a couple of good games in Brooklyn. But it was like, ah. Uh, but it's no doubt that these two are the two best duels in basketball right now. It, it, without a question. LeBron James and AD, no. You know, because they, they're not playing at, they, they're not playing at their best. But I feel like James Harden and NB is the best basketball duo right now. The best, the best duo in basketball, no doubt. So you put those two together, right? That pick and roll game is about to be unstoppable, no doubt. You ain't, you're not gonna be able to stop that. You feel me? Because you got NB who can roll. He's huge, bro. This dude is big. NB big, and he know he big, and he really put his body on people. 
Then he can shoot. Then he can dribble. Like this, man, NB might be one of my favorite. I, I got to go get one of them jerseys because I really feel like he's one of my favorite players. He might be my favorite player in the league right now. Real talk. I haven't had a favorite player in the league in a minute, but I think NB might be my favorite player. And he wear that number 21. You know, I love that number 21. I used to rock that number. Anyway, <laughs> but NB is playing out his mind right now. He never played with somebody like James Harden. Never. He never played with nobody like that. You know, no disrespect to Ben Simmons, but we all see, we all know Ben Simmons and James Harden is two different people. Like, total. Like, you got two different games. That pick and roll is about to be unstoppable. Like, come on now. I don't know. It, it, especially in the East. Especially in the East. And then another thing that Philly has, they have a good coach in Doc Rivers. They, not, they don't have a great coach because I, I never called Doc a great coach. But I really respect Doc because he been, you know, he represent, he represent, you know what I'm saying? He hold, he, he like, he stay with a job, you feel me? And, you know, we know how hard it is for black coaches to have jobs in, in the NFL and the NBA, you feel me? But he stay with a job and he can win. He know how to win. When they get to the postseason and, you know, containing and, and keeping, a, maintaining the lead, it get difficult Doc, for Doc Rivers. But he's a better coach than Steve Nash, I'll tell you that. He's he's his resume is better than Steve Nash, Steve Nash to this day, like right now. So they have that. They actually have a good coach. They have a better coach than the Nets. So Philly also have some pretty solid players on their roster right now. They got some vets and they got some youth that can defend. So this team is really like that's why I feel like both teams really benefited from it. But outside of the stars, like Millsap, he might go over there to Philly. Millsap is basically like what a Tabar Harris is today. You feel me? He used to be that. Like, I like that comparison. He, I feel like he can come if he don't get brought out. You know, if he don't get brought out, then we talking about something else. You know, but as far as James Harden and Ben Simmons, that's a solid trade. It helped both teams. KD said yesterday, both teams got what they wanted. And I feel like that's what it was. And both teams benefited very big off of it. But the Nets just won. The, they won the trade. They won it. They got two. They got a 25-year-old in Ben Simmons that really hasn't even reached his prime yet. You know. Then they got a drumming, a big man. Like, like a, he's a big man. They got size. They got size because Ben Simmons is, what, 6'10"? Drummond is a, a seven-footer. You know what I'm saying? Then they got the youth, the future picks, the two future round draft picks, first round. You know what I mean? So they 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 won that they won that trade, no doubt. But I really feel like both these teams will meet each other. It'll be great to see them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Both of them just go head to head because I just heard this morning, like I, I don't, we can't believe everything we hear, right? We can't. If we get on the internet to believe everything we hear, then we're going to be delusional at one point. You know what I'm saying? But they say that Kyrie Irving and James Harden had gotten in a scruffle. Like, you know what a scruffle like. Oh, man, what's up You feel me? Like some of that stuff, pushing, grabbing, holding, and no punches. You know what I'm saying? But I heard they got into one of those. You feel me? And I'm like, okay, that, it kind of makes sense because, okay, if we look at those three, right, who was in the middle? Who was the main man we was hearing from and que questioning? And who was the main guy that picked all this together, really? KD. I believe that Kyrie Irving, he, um, he, he got KD over there. He persuaded him to come over there. And then 
KD was like, okay, we need to grab James Harden. I think James Harden only come because of KD. So it was like KD was in the middle of all this. And for him to say, I feel like both teams, everybody got what they wanted. And that's what it was. You know, they were trying to force that over there in Brooklyn. You can never force nothing, especially when some dudes is only playing 16 games together. And we talking about last, the eight, the eight games that they played from last year. And then they only played eight games this season. Come on now. You would never win like that. I don't care if you got a whole starting five that's the top five players in the league. If they don't play every, they don't play games together, they would not win. Like, you cannot cheat no game. I don't care if you're playing tennis. You cannot just practice one time a week and feel like you're going to go win a tournament. It's not going to happen. You can't cheat the game like that. You feel me? So it was like they was really trying to force it. Steve Nash was really trying to force it because he's like, oh, he don't want to go nowhere and all that. Like, Steve Nash, let me tell you something, bro. You better win this year. If you don't win this year or make it to the finals, you need to go. You need to go somewhere because I don't. I feel like he never deserved that job, and that's just, that's just what I said. You know, just like he didn't deserve one of them MVPs. I got my I got. I had a moment. My fault. My fault. But I would like to see, you know, the Nets in the 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals. But they do have other teams over there. The East is strong. Like at this point. The East is damn near stronger than the West. Like, that's just what it is. And it reminds me of football with the AFC and the NFC. So, like, probably not this season. Next season, that's how it's going to be. The NFC, the, the AFC going to be stronger than the NFC. And that's how I feel about the Eastern Conference Finals. Because if you look at the through, one through five, right, in Brooklyn, they're currently not in the top five. You know what I'm saying? They're not in the top five. Like, so, if the season ends today, they'll be playing in that little, you know, the tournament, the play-in. But... That we all know, KD haven't been there. He's he's been hurt, and he, that's another thing to pay attention to. He got to stay healthy. But as far as that, that the the East is so tight right now. It's like that team that's in fifth right now. They one game away from first place. You know what I'm saying? It's that tight over there. So it's not. It won't be easy because you got Miami over there. I, I, let me not even say Miami first. Let me say the defending champs, the Milwaukee Bucks. Then you got the Miami Heat. You know what I'm saying? Those two teams are dangerous in the East right now, as we speak. Those like and now those two teams come to my mind first. I know the Seven Sixers over there, Boston over there, but they Boston not really moving nothing right now. You know what I mean? So those teams in the East is really making noise. Like the East is strong right now, so it's it won't be easy. But even if they just play in the playoffs, if they end up in the playoffs and play against each other, that's gonna be very interesting. And guess who? I I, I can't even. I just wait and see. You know, I'll wait and see. But for that trade deadline, you know, that was that was great. You know, I feel like that was a, a really good move for both teams. And um, it was some other trades, but this was the biggest trade of all. This was the biggest trade of all. No doubt. No doubt. And my Lakers didn't make a trade, which is bad. And I'm going to be talking about my Lakers coming up on the next topic. So y'all stay tuned with A1 Sports Politics. Hey, what? Yo, 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 what's good, y'all? I hope everybody's enjoying their day, man. It's, just, it's a beautiful day outside right now. You know, on, on the West Coast, I, that's all I can speak for, the West Coast. Right now in Nevada, Las Vegas. I never I never thought I'd be here, but I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. But let's talk about the Lakers, L.A., four hours away from Las Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm from. My Lakers did not make no moves at the trade deadline. None. 
a day after getting beat by a JV team. Basically, no disrespect to the Blazers, but a JV team. Not a varsity team, a JV team. A team that just basically just, just pushed, pressed the reset button. And we make no moves the next day. You know what I'm saying? But everybody talking about the problem is Westbrook. He's the problem. He has to go. Westbrook this. Westbrook that. Well, guess what? Westbrook set out, set out that game when we lost to that JV team. He, he, he set out for the first time all season. He set out. He the only player having set out for the Lakers. Nobody talking about this stuff. And Westbrook isn't even, he's not even my favorite player. I just, I just like fairness. We got to be fair here. You feel what I'm saying? So, I was happy that he set out. I said, you know what? I'm happy Westbrook sitting out because I've been, it's going to show what's really the problem. And I've been telling people all season long, it's not all his fault. It's not all his fault. But he do have to show up, though. Like, his struggles, like, missing wide open layups, it's, 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 it's really, it's unacceptable. You feel what I'm saying? He do have to play better. I understand that. But for everybody to be blaming all the bullshit on Westbrook, y'all was wrong. Y'all was wrong. You know, y'all was wrong because the dude, the, the, the main problem with Westbrook is he's still trying to find where he fit in at, right? He's just trying to find this niche. He's over there sitting in the corner while LeBron got the ball. Why, LeBron? You know you're not going to throw this dude the ball. You know you don't want him to shoot the ball over there. So tell him to move. Tell him to cut the lane. You feel what I'm saying? I'm going to talk about LeBron in a minute too because, bro, your shit stank too. Straight up, you know? So that's just what it is, man. But Westbrook, all of it, like, you know, him hitting backboards and all that stuff is unacceptable. But he's not playing like Westbrook because we're trying to slow him down. Everybody been trying to slow this dude down. This dude, 32 years old. You feel me? He's a, He's been in the league for years. You know what I'm saying? Why try to slow him down now? His body, like, he's 32 years old, bro. His body going to slow down on his own, but... Don't slow him down to the point where you're controlling him. Because when you do that with a dude that's, you know, if you're in the car, bro, you, come on now. Nobody's about to be going 30, 30 miles per hour in a Ferrari. I know I'm not. We're going to put, man, let's go. You know, if we can do it, we're going. That's the thing. We're trying to slow Westbrook down. We're trying to tell him what to do. And that's why he's like, all right, what, what should I do? He's confused. That's because he wasn't never a good fit. Why go out and get Westbrook in the first place? We should never got Westbrook. If that's the case, we should have kept our same roster that we had the previous year. We still could have kept Kuzma, KCP, Montrez Harrell. We could have kept all them dudes. But we want to go out and get Westbrook, right? He was never a good fit if we trying to slow him down. We knew what we was getting before we got Westbrook. We knew he was a turnover machine. So why go get him? Why go grab him? We He could have went somewhere else. He could have stayed in Washington. They was loving him over there. You feel what I'm saying? So, we knew what we signed up for before he got there. But now everybody's just blaming on him. Now Frank Vogel want to go sit him down during the fourth quarter. Man, this dude getting paid 40 mil. He ain't going to sit down no fourth quarter. The problem is bigger than Westbrook, man. The problem is bigger than Westbrook. You feel what I'm saying? We knew what we was getting with before we got Westbrook. We knew he turned the ball over. We know he paid at 100 miles per hour. <laughs> we knew that. that that just to show that it was never a good fit but this problem is bigger than Westbrook it's out it's out of his hands and it showed the other day when we lost to the JV team it showed 
Westbrook not the problem. I was happy. I said, good. He said, no, because everybody's going to see what I've been talking about. And that shit might have, by him sitting out, that saved him probably from getting traded. That saved him from getting traded because the problem is bigger than Westbrook. For one, let's, let's, let's really talk about it, right? The front office haven't been the same in years since Dr. Buss passed away. Haven't been the same. Who's really running things? You know what I'm saying? You got Genie up there. Kurt Rambis. Kurt Rambis. Real, like, Kurt Rambis. I heard it's Kurt Rambis' wife up there. Then you got Rob. What is the, like, come on, man. Who up there really know basketball? Then y'all gonna give Jerry West a hard time. Y'all gonna take his forever, uh, whatever his Laker pass. That's who should be in our front office. Magic Johnson, he he left on the per. He he really stepped away because of these type of reasons. The hell y'all having a family reunion up there? Who? Are everybody talking about fire Frank Vogel? Who hired Frank Vogel over Tyron Luke? Y'all just let me know. The front office. You feel me? Why do you choose him over Tyron Luke, who just won a, a championship, just just made history a couple of years ago? In Cleveland. And he is one of the best coaches in the league right now. Like, Tom Rallou is going to be around for a long time. Because he know how to coach. He make adjustments. If he, he if he don't make adjustments when they was down 3-1 to Golden State. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we ain't talking about nothing. Frank Vogel coming from the Orlando Magics. Didn't even, man, they was, they was in the lottery. They didn't do nothing. So who going? Who went and hired this man? Our front office haven't been the same in years. Jerry West is man. He he in the, he in the Clippers top front office. Why is he with the Lakers? That's Jerry West. He's the one that he done did so much for the organization. And y'all want to do some petty shit and take his 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 little pass? That's why, bro. That's why the, I'm I'm so hot over the Lakers, man. Because and everybody talking about Russell Westbrook. Man, y'all need to shut up, man. Real talk. Because y'all ain't y'all y'all ain't no real ones, bro. If y'all talking about Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, that man, you don't see what's going on. You haven't been seeing what's going on. You feel me? So it's it's way bigger than Russell Westbrook, man. Rob, what is Rob doing? Rob, why did you go trade for Russell Westbrook? Why did you blow up last year roster? Because that roster was really good. That roster was actually better than. The roster before when we won the championship in the bubble. Why go trade for him, Rob? Why blow up that season? Why blow up that roster, Rob? Because we all know AD got hurt and then LeBron, he wasn't going to be Phoenix by himself. And he was having injury problems with his ankle or whatever. Injuries is what got us last season. Y'all didn't see that? And we could have kept those guys and probably added, you know, dropped a couple, you know, drop Matthews, pick up Carmelo or Monk. But you blew up the whole roster and went to go get Westbrook. Now Westbrook's to blame. Man, y'all better stop throwing rocks and hiding your hands. You're going to get some of these rocks thrown back at you. And you need to get hit right in your head. Like, it, it, it's really... I, I'm just I'm just really a dude like I... It's just not fair. You feel what I'm saying? It's not fair because it's like, whoops. And y'all booing Westbrook. Y'all booing him. Boo. You know, Laker fans, I know we can get real... Like, we can really be... Like, and I'm talking to some, I'm talking to my Laker fans. The fake ones, the real ones, whatever. But y'all booing this dude. 
He should never been here. He should never came. If I'm Westbrook, I'm like at this point, I'm like it, it is just like oh he been he been playing terrible on some games like went one for ten and shit hitting the backboard. I wish my boy Dave to get in here because he loved talking about Westbrook. I hope you get in here so I can get I, we can keep going all day because this shit is never one sided, bro. It's never one sided. You feel me? It's never one sided. And when Westbrook playing good, we don't hear nothing, but we still lose. You feel me? So what? All right. So what about LeBron? Right? He damn near in the front office too, right? And I would never thought I, I would never thought. Okay, LeBron. And I was telling him, bro, he playing for the Lakers, bro. Don't no player run this organization. Don't no player run this organization. He's not gonna be able to come over here and do the same thing he did. Um, he didn't even do it in Miami. He didn't do it in Miami, man. Pat Riley over there. You know what I'm saying? He didn't do it in Miami. But he, he did it in Cleveland. He wasn't about to come to L.A. and do it. And I said, no, he's not. But shit. How that front office is. You got Kurt Rambis and his wife up there. Man, what? I don't know what to trust from this organization that I've been a Laker fan my whole life. My whole life. You know what I'm saying? We was I was born in 91. We lost in 91 to Jordan. His first one. You feel me? I've been a Laker fan my whole life. So it's like, I don't really know what's going on in the front office. So let's talk about LeBron, right? Yeah, he's part of that front office, right? Then LeBron go and him and AD went to went to Westbrook. We went to Westbrook and sat down with him and told and persuade him. Oh, this gonna work. This can work. This and the third. Come on, man. Who's so nobody blames LeBron for nothing, right? And, I, and I'm, I'm not with that. I'm not with that. You don't blame everybody else but LeBron. Oh, he's he's averaging thirty. Oh, he's averaging 29. He's he's this and that. Okay, he's doing that, but what are you watching the game? The last night, the other night that LeBron didn't play. I mean that Westbrook didn't play. We seen what LeBron did. He he did a Westbrook move. He turned the ball over when we could have went up and tied it up. Nobody talking about that. He had six turnovers. A crucial one. Nobody talking about that. We not doing that now here on A1 Sports Politics. Well, I, don't, I don't rock like that. I don't get down like that. Nobody get no passes, bro. He's averaging 30. Well, I thought I'd never say this, man. But it, it looked like to me LeBron being selfish as hell. He being selfish. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. I want to go home and drink some wine and go to sleep. LeBron is being selfish, and that's something that he really haven't been. He haven't, he haven't been accused of being selfish. None in his career, really, probably. That's because... Y'all with that BS, bro. So, LeBron, where's your leadership at, man? Because you at this point, it really looked like, okay, you scoring 30, 30, 30. You trying to pass Carmelo on record, and he, he might he might do it. Because I, I did the math. He might do it. Um, he's possible. It's, it's possible. You feel me? And then you want to come back and pass Kareem's. Is that what we plan for, LeBron? Because nobody didn't even used to talk about stats. Like, let's get on that. Nobody used to talk about stats till LeBron really came around, bro. Everybody starts stats, stats, this, that's that, stats. Let's keep it a buck. That's why I stopped paying attention to stats. Okay, we're looking at the stats of LeBron doing this in the finals and all that. But what, let's, let's talk about possessions. Let's talk about why LeBron only, like, uh, part of the reason why he only got four rings. Why he got a point guard on him and he not taking him to the rack. Let's talk about shit like that. But y'all want to talk, y'all still want to talk about, oh, he's averaging 30. Bro, LeBron is playing for LeBron right now. Because I don't see no leadership. I don't see no competitiveness bone in their body. They don't got no hustle. They not even they, like, come on now. I don't see it. 
I don't see LeBron pulling people to the side, getting on people. No, I, no, he ain't doing none of that. But LeBron, he he's straight. Oh, he's averaging 30. Now nah, I trade LeBron ass. Get two All-Stars back. You feel what I'm saying? Stop playing, man, because at this point, man, look, I understand we got that. We, we, we got that ring in 2020. We got it in 2020. And that ring is what saved the Lakers. Like, because we all about championships. That ring is what saved the Lakers, bro. Straight up. Because if I, I'm, I'm not going to if, bro. I can't talk. I can't say. I can't use the word if. But I'm gonna just say this. That ring saved the Lakers, bro. The front, the front office is trash. Being trash for years. That championship saved Rob Belinka, saved Jeannie Buss, saved LeBron James, saved Frank Vogel. It saved us Lakers fans. It saved us Lakers fans because we get it too. We get it just as worse as everybody else. You feel me? What's good with it, man? We get it just as worse. It saved us. We need it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's been so long. Ten years. We finally got one. That saved us, bro. And y'all want to talk about Russell Westbrook. Man, if y'all knock it off, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all. It's, I don't know what to say about y'all, man. Real talk, man. I, I'm not with y'all. Like, we like, we, we represent this, this purple and gold and all that. But I ain't with y'all with that, man. Real talk. Because I don't get down like that, bro. You know. But it's all Russell. Man, no, it ain't his fault. Be fair, bro. Be fair. And now let's talk about going for it, man. Because y'all obviously seen that. I was, I was ready to punch a wall over here, man. Talking about my Lakers, you know. But going forward, no, we didn't make no moves. And this, in this, this team, bro. Like I said, they're not. They, they don't compete. They're not trying to smash and put their foot on people's necks. If you really wanted to get rid of rid of Russell Westbrook, you were supposed to beat that JV as Blazers team. You were supposed to whoop on them. By 30 points. And Westbrook still was on the bench. Oh, I feel LA dude, man. He probably like, you know what, shit. Let me just sit here and watch, man. Because we we really weak. We just, we don't we don't play like we want to win. You can't, nobody can tell me LeBron look like he want to win a uh, championship. Nobody can tell me that, bro. The biggest LeBron fan came to sit here and tell me he want to win a championship. You can tell. He don't got that same look in his eyes that he had in 2020. Or when he was in Cleveland. Or when he was in Miami, he don't got that same look no more. So where you LeBron fans at right now? You know what I'm saying? And I love I love LeBron. I'm happy you a Laker. Like I still can't believe that he in the purple and gold. But real talk though, man. Like let's really talk. If you want to talk Laker basketball, let's talk about it, man. You know what I'm saying? But going forward, um, I think we can't we can't keep losing like this. You feel what I'm saying? Frank Vogel, you just sitting there. You don't, I, don't, I need to see you yell or something, man. Get a tech, man. Kick the chair or something. Throw your damn clipbook down or something. Break an iPad. Do something. You just sitting there. Yeah, you still folding your arms. You folding your arms. What you doing? With, what's going on over there? I know you folding them. You holding your arms. Tighten them up. You just walking back and forth. Then you go sit down and hide. You got to get something out of these guys. These guys got to want to run through a wall for him. I'm a coach right now. I make sure I get in my player's face. I make sure I get this relationship with him. I want to make sure that they know, yo, I'm here for you and you here for me. And we're going to help each other out. And we're going to try to, you know, we're going to succeed. That's what it's about. Frank Vogel, it, you ain't doing none of that. And that's why I wanted Tyron Lue. At first, I was like, you know, Tyron Lue, man, I don't know, man. But over Frank Vogel, hell yeah. 
when they came out and said Frank Vogel, I said, what the f the fuck? Where y'all find this man? Where y'all find that man? Where we get him from? Like, real talk, bro. Real talk, man. Tyron Lue, I see him. What made me get respect for Tyron Lue is, is when, when he, he, he like, he tatters LeBron in a way. They was on the side. They was on the bench. And they like, they going back and forth. Tyron Lue like, man, shut, 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 shut. This, that, whoop, 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 whoop. Like, that right there, that's cool. And then Tyron Lue, he got up and ran, said something. Man, look. You know what I'm saying? LeBron James or not. He because LeBron, he he he, he know the LeBron is the NBA is in so is is in LeBron hands so much, bro. We don't even realize it, and it's been like that for years, bro. We we can sit up there and watch when he was drafting them dudes last night. You know, and they start they being messy. I this man. Come on, man. LeBron be knowing what he be doing, man. And he did and, and he did the same thing in Miami. He bumped that dude, man. Arrow Swoosher. That's the best coach LeBron ever had. That shit didn't happen no more. Y'all think Pat Riley was going for that? Stop playing, man. You know, stop playing, man. But it's no way that I'm 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 getting Frank Vogel over Tyron Lue from jump. Now we stuck with him. Now it's no coach who really gonna go and get out there that's ready, that can come in right now and make a difference right now. Mark Jackson can. But y'all know that situation. I'll take my cousin said that I'll take Byron Scott back. They might need an old school coach that's gonna get in their face and tell them, man, look, man, yo, what y'all doing out there? Y'all wanna go, y'all wanna play play in the WNBA or something? W man, the sports will beat us right now. The Sparks, the Aces, they'll come and beat the Lakers right now, man. That's how I feel right now. Man, because we be out there playing like girls. It get to the fourth or third quarter. Now we want to come back in the fourth quarter. Third quarter, garbage. But going forward, man, since Russell Westbrook is like, you know, he he, he dodged a bully. I know he wanted to be in L.A. He's from L.A. But with us booing him and not being supportive, we stuck with him now. So I want to see how we react. Now we, we play against um, the Warriors tomorrow away. But I want to see how we react when he's at home. And like now that we notice that we're stuck with this dude. So what are we going to do then? We're going to still boo him? Or are we going to be like, you know, this is a priest. Like, come on, let's clap for him or something. At least Philly did that for Ben Simmons in, in Philadelphia. And that they, them fans are harsh. They worse than Laker fans. I be believe that. Believe that. They just ain't never really won. We won. We kind of spoiled. You think? Do I think we're going to the playoffs? Good question, bro. Um. I think we'll go to the playoffs. I think we'll go to the playoffs because we're going to be in the play-in. But if we don't turn it around and see some type of, like, okay, we got Golden State next. The season is getting hard for us. But I think that something got to click, man. Something has to click. I don't know if it's, you know, because when Magic Johnson, when he came out and said something about the Lakers, we came out and balled out. They need some old dudes in here. That's why Jerry West need to be in our front office. But I ain't about to. I can't go back there. But to answer your question, bro, I think, um, man, like, I, I think if we don't turn around, no. If we don't see no difference, no. Even though we playing against Golden State, we got to at least compete. I haven't seen that competitiveness in us at all. I ain't seen that leadership from LeBron, KD, or Russell Westbrook. We ain't going to see it from Russell Westbrook because, shit, he the feeling he's not wanting. You know what I'm saying? But. 
The thing about Russ, let Russ just go. Like I said, ain't nobody going 20 miles per hour in no Ferrari, bro. Not on the freeway. Not when you got to get to your destination and it, it, it's, a, it's a minute away. If you know you're going to be on this road, bro, you, you come on, man. So let Russ just go. Let him go. Don't fall back. Let him just go. Full, just full speed to the back, whatever. Do your thing. Let him just do his through. That's it. LeBron got to show better leadership. What's up with LeBron? He's one of the best leaders I've seen. He get the team, take them out to eat. They go watch movies and all that. We need that type of bond. You got to get that chemistry right. If you ain't sticking like that, Frank Vogel, what's going on? We ain't heard about no player no player meetings and none of that. Like, we ain't heard about none of that stuff. So, right now, we stuck with who we got. So, going forward, these dudes got to jail and they got to want to beat the shit out of teams. That's it. That's it. When they play against Rockets. I mean, not the Rockets. Even the Rockets. Hey. Even the Rockets. You feel me? But I'm talking about the players. We play against them. We got to kill them. We got to smash them. Not kill them. You know, actually kill them. But, like, smash them. We got to smash them. You know what I'm saying? But, um... That's the thing, man. That's the thing going forward. And AD's been playing good. AD just like, come on, man. I feel like by him sitting down over there, and you know how it is, man. I done sat on the bench and watched my team play before. It gives you this type of urge to see, like, okay. And it gives you a, a look on the outside, like, okay, what are we missing? You feel me? Because if you watch a late game, you can you can tell that they not. Man, I don't be seeing people die. I don't see nothing. We ain't got no problems. Like, we ain't got no, no acting. You know, they ain't going to let nobody fight in the NBA. But we ain't got none of that type of I want to see that type of stuff. I feel like a reason coming around. I, like, you know, I was telling my OG the other day, like, man, Reza's doing this thing. Like, he, he going to come around, bro. He going to come around because I see. I, I've been watching him play for a minute. He's starting to hit that three and stuff like that. Mellow out right now. But it's just those type of pieces, man. Kendrick, none. He need to, he'll be back soon. I think he's going to be a really good piece. It's just about his health right now. Um, we got some pieces. We have we have the pieces. And we done seen the glimpse of Westbrook and LeBron, on, you know, full speed to the rack. You know, as far as, you know, with each other. That's what we got to do. They got to get this going, man. LeBron, is no trading going on, bro. He tried. He made a trade last night. <laughs> I mean, no, he, he drafted last night in the, in the for the All-Star game. He got the Greek first. He got the Greek first. You know, LeBron, like, you know, forget y'all. Y'all talking about just, you know, competing and all that. I'm going to get the best man available. He went and got the Greek. The same dude, they, the Greek did it so bad, man. He been killing us all. He been doing this like that all season. 40 points. They didn't even shake his hand after the game. AD or LeBron, they just like, we can't, we can't mess with that dude right now. You know what I'm saying? But just going forward, that's what we got to do. They got to get that chemistry right. We got to chill. We, I need LeBron. We need LeBron to show that leadership that he is. Like, like that leader, be that leader that he is, that we know he can be. You feel me? And let Westbrook do his thing. I think Westbrook, he should have it. Like I said, he want to be in L.A. So, bro, like, make it work. Like, if you ball out from here on now, we make the playoffs and all that, bro, you'll be a Laker next year, too. But we'll see, man. AD, keep it up. And everybody else, role players, just, just do y'all do. Frank Vogel, unfold your arms, bro, and, and put, point your finger in one of these dudes' face. I know they grown men, at, at, but at this point, you the man with the keys. You in charge. Put your man, unfold your fans and unfold your shoulders and put your finger in one of their face. And, you know, you know how coaches get up on them. Get, get close up in their face. You know, when you, you know coaches talking to you, you know coaches be spitting, bro. They be, I know I do, man, because... It's just a part of it. It come with it. I had to tell my little brother and them, my, my son, brother, you know, when it comes to coaches, bro, they're going to get in your face. They're going to just a little speak going to come. Just a little bit, bro. 
it come with the game, bro. It's, it's sweat. You know what I mean? Westbrook might not be a Laker next year. My boy Frog said he might not. You know, he might not. But if he ball out all the way from here on out and make and just go, just have a whole a whole turnaround, he'll be a Laker next year. No doubt. We'll see though. We can't talk about next year. We don't know. Shit, we don't I don't want to talk about next year. I don't want to talk about next year. You know what I mean? Who, who you thought was gonna come back like Kobe did in 09? LeBron? Because man, that's my favorite Kobe. That's my favorite Kobe, you know. Ooh, Kobe, man, you know, we always got to bring up Kobe, bro. Kobe was just different, bro, and he really bled this purple and gold. You know, like, that's just what it was, you feel me? But for my Lakers going forward, I, I hope we get our things together. I hope we get our stuff together. And um, it's this Laker Nation until I die. So coming up, man, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, and we're going to talk about the NFL awards, and we're going to close the show out, man. Be back with y'all. It won. Yo, 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 we back with some more A1 Sports Politics, man. Yeah, man. How y'all doing out there? So, the Super Bowl is two days away. We got the young dogs. They some young bulls, man. The Bengals. They're going up against some vets, man. That's hungry, too, the Rams. And I'm going to keep this real brief. The Rams is going to, they going to whoop. They're going to whoop on Cincinnati. That's straight up. So, if you want to go bet, man, you go bet on Cincinnati because I know I am. I mean, not, not, not on Cincinnati. I'm tripping. Go bet against Cincinnati. You know what I'm saying? If it's a teaser, you know, you bet on Cincinnati. But I'm talking about if you want to bet, bet on the Rams. That's just, I feel like the Rams come out. They don't play no games with these young dudes. They blow these dudes out straight up. That that offensive line for Cincinnati, they think the Titans, well, the Titans got nine sacks in that, in that first round. And that's like, that's super. You know, I don't know if the Rams going to get nine, but they might get six. And he's going to fill every bit of them. You feel what I'm saying? So I feel like that Ram defense is better than any defense that the Cincinnati Bengals have seen this post this whole postseason. Straight up. Because they have the DB, they have DBs. You feel me? They have the DBs that can get at the chase. Like Ramsey, he already calling it out, man. He won't, he won't, he won't even follow Chase. Chase has been playing incredible, man. He's a man. I was hoping he was gonna get him in Philly, man. But you know, yeah, it happened. But I feel like the Rams defense is set up for everything that Cincinnati want to do. The passing and then, you know, mixing. He, he haven't really been getting off, but they still stick with their running game. Like, he having 20 carries and 80 yards, which is good. Like, stick with the run. Still stick with the run. But I think they'll be ready for every bit of it, you know. So, and offensively, the Rams just, you got Eli Apple out there, right? He have to guard Odell Beckham. Or he's gonna have to line up on Cooper Cup. And we don't he's gonna get demolished straight up. That secondary, that safety is pretty good, but that secondary is gonna get ate up by these dudes, man. Matthew Stanford is gonna have a hell of a game. I can already see it. You know, he, he's having a whole new life once he went to LA. Like that, it's just everything that happened in Detroit is over with now. You feel what I'm saying? But I think he have a hell of a game. Um, but the defense is what's really gonna shut this thing out. No disrespect to the Bengals. They had a really good run. Joe Barrow is a baller. Um, Jamar Chase is a baller. Mixon is a baller. They have ballers over there. And this team, they really, like, come on now. They Like I said earlier in this segment, in my show, 
that the AFC is going to be super strong, and the Bengals have something to do with that. Joe Burrow have something to do with that. Had a lot to do with that. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be a hell of a game, but it's going to be an interesting game. You know, the show, you got, you got the OGs, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, and all that performance. So it's going to it's gonna be a good show. You feel me? It's going to be... It's gonna be a good show, but as far as football wise, it might be a little close, like for the first first quarter. But the Rams is gonna come out and do their thing. You know, they're gonna they're gonna shut the round. The Rams should shut the run game down. Like I said, Mixon, he ain't really he haven't really been, you know, doing he ain't been doing a lot, but he's been he's still effective. You know, like I said, he can catch out the backfield too. So in Cincinnati, they're not a heavy run team, so they don't really gotta. You know, prep for the run unless they and they don't have the old lineman for that. That's why, because they don't have the old line that's just gonna prep like you know, just run dominate. That's not them. And they stopped the run. They stopped the run against 49ers. You feel me? And that's been a team that they've been having a problem with for the past two years. So if you can do that against and stop the run against the 49ers, it's 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 no doubt that they're gonna stop the run. You know, when when they go up against the Bengals. But as far as in the game, um, matchups that I'm really looking forward to is. Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase, like, but the thing is, they gotta play four quarters. They like the Rams gotta play a whole full four quarters, even if they shut them out. Like they at home, but it's gonna be a real shutout. Like I feel like, and they gonna do it all the way throughout the game. McVay, you been here before? Don't get out, coach. It's just you looking over on the other sideline. It's not Belichick no more, so he might get that little fear about him. But other than that, I really feel like the Rams do what they gotta do. Eric Donald gonna go crazy. Like, come on now. He gonna go nuts. Like, because, like, that's why I said the Titans, they got nine sacks in that first round against against the Titans. I mean, yeah, um, against the Bagels. The, the, the Titans had nine sacks. That D-line went crazy. But the Rams, they D-line is pretty good. Von Miller, can't forget about Von Miller and, and, and Floyd. Like, you know what I'm saying? He, he gonna be running around. But the Rams might get about five to six sacks, but he going to fill every one of them. They going to, come on, man. They not about to let these young dudes come out and do anything they want. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So, um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, but the Rams, they going to get their first ring in a long time since 1999. You know what I'm saying? And they well-deserved. They, they built this roster for this. You know, they've been all, all in. They pushed the envelope, all marbles in. Yo, let's go get a Super Bowl. They couldn't do it with Gerald Goff. They got to the Super Bowl, but it just wasn't enough. And they came back even stronger. A better defense. A, um, a better quarterback. A better... I wouldn't say run again because they had Todd Gurley. But just a better team overall. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure McVay have learned from his previous experience as a head coach in the Super Bowl. So, um, I'm expecting for the Rams to, to be holding that trophy up at the end of the game. Like I said, Joe Burrow and... The Cincinnati Bengals, they had a really good run. Like, nobody was – I didn't think this was going to happen. I thought we were going to see the Rams and the, KC, and the KC Chiefs. But that's just not what it was. You know, it's different results. Um, I got the Rams winning. Um, I got the Rams winning 28 to 10. 28 to 10. 28 to 10. That's, that's that 28 to 10. That's what I'm you feel what I'm saying? 28-10 Rams. Uh, but they do have the Rams in favor by four and a half out here in Vegas. But, yeah, hey, 
I'm going to take that foe. You feel me? I'm going to take that foe and win my money betting on the Rams, man. But, yeah, Super Bowl's here, man. It's going to be a really good one. You got to pick a side just because it make it interesting. I hope everybody have a good one and, and, and be safe, man. Be safe, you know. But let's talk about the NFL awards uh, real quick before we, you know, get up out of here. Uh, the Bengals, since we talking about them right now, wide receiver Jamar Chase won offensive rookie of the year. He had a hell of a year. He had 81, 81 receptions for uh, 1,455 yards. He was averaging 18 yards per catch, and he had 13 touchdowns. Whoa. Like, and everybody was talking about, oh, he can't catch, he can't catch. I'm like, man, watch that dude turn it up. Watch it turn it up. Man, they, and Cincinnati, they said, man, forget our old line. We're going to get this dude. Like, you know, he got that chemistry with Joe Burrow. It's going to be phenomenal. And that 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 duel is going to be crazy in a couple of years. It's already crazy right now. He broke all type of records, man. And he's playing in the Super Bowl right now as a rookie, man. Congratulations. Cowboys. Linebacker. This dude is, he, he, he dope, bro. Like, he, he hard, man. But um, Parsons. Defensive rookie of the year. 84 tackles, 64 solos, 13 sacks, three forced fumbles. This dude is a hell of a talent, man. He's he is he he gonna smell the ball, he's gonna go get it. You know what I'm saying? And that's a he'll go get her. Like much respect. But my boys, they thought he was gonna win defensive defensive player of the year. I knew he wasn't, you know, just I just knew he wasn't, you know. You wanna know why I knew that? Because it was a dude in, in Pittsburgh, outside linebacker slash the end. TJ Watt won defense player of the year. He tied um, Michael Straham for the all-time sack leader in one season with 22.5. With 64 tackles and six forced fumbles to go with that. What a year, bro. Like, come on, man. I played that position. For him to do that, that's crazy. That is crazy, bro. He had a hell of a year, man. And that's why I knew he was going to be defense player of the year. And now he can go sit with his big bro, J.J. Watt. You know, hey, man, we got these defense player of the year awards, man. I guess running their DNA. Um, and for the Rams, I think we all seen this coming. Wide receiver, Cooper Cup, offensive player of the year. He had, yo, this dude is cold, bro. He, like, man, he been blowing. Like, he going to do the same thing in the Super Bowl. Watch. He going to have a hell of a Super Bowl. Uh, I won't be surprised if he got MVP. But um, he had 145 receptions for 900, um, 1,947 yards, 16 touchdowns with a trip to the Super Bowl. And he doubled his numbers from last year in every category damn near. Like, real talk. The dude had 16 touchdowns, bro. He didn't even have double-digit touchdowns last season. I guess that's what Matt, hey, we see the difference between quarterbacks, right? <laughs> for sure. And um, last but not least, um, Green Bay Packer for now. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers wins his fourth MVP. Fourth. Like, you know, I thought Tom Brady was, he might have got out. I, I thought Tom Brady was going to get the award, but this dude had a hell of a year, bro. Like, and he's good for that in the regular season. Like, this is like, this us not front. You know, it's not front. Like, that's not front, bro. He, he going to do that in the regular season. 4,115 yards throwing. Like, come on now. 37 touchdowns. Only four interceptions. Four interceptions, bro. With a QBR of 
and he becomes the only player in NFL history with four MVPs. Aaron Rodgers. But he only got one ring. And he only got one Super Bowl appearance. I ain't trying to rain. I ain't trying to, you know, pour on this parade and all that. But MVPs is not what we, he said. It's not what you play for. You know what I'm saying? It's not what you play for. Congratulations, though. But you got four of those things and you only been to one Super Bowl. And we don't even know Aaron Rodgers is going to do this offseason. But we're going to we talk about I'm just, Aaron Rodgers, man. We, we talking about Joe Burrow right now in the Super Bowl, man. We talking about Matthew Stanford in the Super Bowl right now. And I'm 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 low key disappointed that we not saying Aaron Rodgers, but you know why? I knew what we were. I knew I know why Aaron Rodgers not in the Super Bowl because all that stuff and all that drama he did during the off season. Y'all remember what I said earlier when I was talking about the Brooklyn Nets? And you know you when you take time away from the team and you ain't gelling together, you can't cheat no game, bro. You can't cheat the game, and I feel like that's what he did. And I said it, I said it, bro. Before the season, I said, yo, that shit gonna, you know what he's all doing. Off the season, that shit gonna catch up to him, and it's gonna be hard. They they, they won't succeed this season, guarantee you. Now, but we talking about the MVP, guys. Congratulations to all you guys. You know, everyone sports positive to me. I'm thank I thank everybody for tuning in. I appreciate y'all. You know, if you if you want to come on the show, just let me know. I go live on Facebook majority of the time because I, my Facebook family they they support us. You feel me? I, and I appreciate them. They come on, comment. I say something back here and there when I can. But um, I appreciate all y'all. Go follow A1 Sports Politics on all platforms, you know, on all social medias. Um, and um, I appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. A1, have a good one.